0: Eat on Friday, Friday. Friday Yummy. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. This is Stephanie March. I am here this weekend with Molly Herman. Good morning. Kitchen in the Market. You've done a great job of filling in all summer. Thanks. You know, it's been kind of fun. It's been great. This is your last gig before... My last fill-in for the summer. I know. And then Hanson is all... Back in the saddle and running around, so we, that'll be great. to the seat warm for her. I know, I know. It's been great. We had Elizabeth Reese and you as kind of our little, you know, co-jockeys. Yeah, co-jockeys, summer. I like co-jockeys. co-jockeys. It goes. It's can pretty do that. nice. I know, it's been fun. Um, uh, you were on a recent trip to St. You know, but last time we were here, we were giving you uh, advice Yes. for your pizza situation as you drove to Chicago with your family. Deep Dish Chicago pizza. Pizza do you want to do you want to tell us the results of this? Is there I, anything I you can and report? So
1: the the two most recommendations we got were for Gino's East and Lou Malnati's. Yeah. And as you know, on vacation, when you don't have a lot of things planned, sometimes it just comes down to, like, proximity.
0: It's true.
1: <laughs> and there happened to be a Lou Malnati's in the neighborhood we were staying in, in Wicker Park. So uh, on our last day, we finally got it in. Let me tell you, it, you know, we're walking around. It was like 95 degrees, oh. and deep dish pizza just did it's not It's just a tough good. thing. So we did get it in on the last day, and uh, everybody that we talked to said that they loved it because of the buttery crust. Yeah. And uh, AJ really loved it. He loved his his pizza. Keith had a double deep dish that day because he got one at Wrigley Field. Oh. Giordano's. Giordano's. Giordano's, Yep. uh, Which wasn't good, but it was ballpark deep dish. I mean, Well, I mean,
0: it's kind of like, yeah. And it's stadium food, which means it's mass produced. And it was just cheese and da-da-da. Yeah.
1: And so he liked his uh, vegetable deep dish that he got at Malnati's as well. Oh, nice. So, yeah. And bonus, Malnati's had a gluten-free thin crust pizza that I could get, which I wasn't even expecting. No.
0: So that was cool. Wow. You got it in. You got it in. You got it checked off. What we was did. it? What was, what was the other highlight of your trip? Like as far as food goes,
1: um, there was a great restaurant in St. Louis called Vista. That's mm-hmm. on Cherokee, which uh, is sort of one of their main hip drag sort of things. Uh, that was really fun and good. Um, and sometimes it was just stumbling around to yeah. different places. There was this. I don't even think it's a chain, but it was called Sauce on the Side. Oh, and it was this calzone place that oh. we like. We literally stumbled across it while we were walking in downtown St. Louis. And huge calzones. And then they had um, great salads. Really? And it was just super cute and
0: funky. And if they're not a chain, they need to be. They probably, probably yeah. maybe like a local, you know, yeah. like collection. A, a, lo- a local. Local collection, if you will. Yeah. Uh, wow. Sauce on the side. That's awesome. That is very good. Well, and so you would do the trip again? I mean, like, or you probably won't yes. do it again. Well, I mean. You guys have a lot of places You can only see the arch visit. so many
1: times. But.
0: Yeah. And you <laughs> love the arch. We love the arch. The city museum,
1: which everybody told us to go to, blew our minds. And Chicago was great. I mean, we still didn't get to do everything in Chicago. So we'll go back there. Yeah, there's not, there's just not enough time. But I already told you that we need to go on a girls' like food trip because my boys don't really care about the food. So yeah. it was just about feeding the humans so that we could keep going. It was fuel. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to go back for a, a true yes. culinary oh God. extravaganza. I've
0: had some really great meals down there. Yeah. Did you do any brick balus? You didn't. We
1: didn't. Um, most of that was just when we would have been able to do them. We weren't in that area. Yeah. For no, whatever I know. reason. Um, I was disappointed in Italy. Like I oh, went to, did to Italy in New York, yeah. and the boys had never been, so we went to that one for lunch one day because mm-hmm. we were there right there. And it I don't know, did it not big? compare? No. Oh, interesting. The food wasn't very good. The huh. signage
0: was all kind of outdated. Funny. Yeah. It was I wonder odd. if there's something to say about its, you know, leader sort of losing his way. Right. In a way as is well. it still part of Italy, or did I don't they, think he's, did he
1: get? I think pushed he's, out of that too. Yeah,
0: I think he's not a lot, I think Batali is no longer associated with it. But yeah, I don't see yes, we, should should t- we
1: should say who we're talking about. Mario yeah, I know. It's like
0: <laughs> he who must not be named. It's so funny. I know. Well, okay, good. So yeah. there it is. Um, you and I had dinner this week at a very new restaurant that just is opened up. I'm and, excited about God, this. God, it was so lovely. We went to Popo ba, mm-hmm. or Popo Va or however you want to say it. Popo ba. Just say it really fast, and they can't tell how you're saying it. Is how we say it, but it's P O P O L and then space V U H. Yep. And it's the new Mexican place that's next to Centro, which Mm -hmm. is the taco quick serve taco shop that's been open for about a month. And it is um, down by Indeed Brewing and such, kind Mm -hmm. of just down from Able Brewing as well. Little tucked right in from the brew in the brew network. Uh, So this place has been; they've been talking about opening this place
1: for. I mean, And they were originally going to open it first. So Popova is the fine dining Mexican Mm -hmm. restaurant, right? Centro is the taco stand sort of Mm -hmm. casual. But they were originally planning to open the Popova first, correct? Mm -hmm. And then they had to flip the order?
0: I think, I don't know what it was, but I just know that it was, um, that basically it's been, I mean, I went to a pop-up. I think Hanson and I went to a a Popova pop-up like, I feel like two years ago. That was sort of like testing out the the cuisine and everything else. And they used to be associated with the Lynn 65, but they're kind of not really associated anymore. Um, but just had some people that we used to work at. Yeah. There was just a crossover of yep. stuff, but they, um but it's really interesting. Jose Alarcón is the chef and he's not a guy who's like got any big giant name behind him or anything, but I tell you what, it's really interesting to see Mexican in that fine dining sort of small plates way because mm-hmm. a lot we're very used to the tacos. Yep. We're very used to, you know, kind of enchiladas and, and I mean, my God, quesadillas and all the rest. And I think that that's kind of the way it's gone for a little while. But this is really interesting. It is it is beautifully plated, you know, attention paid small plate food. Well, and Jose's
1: very talented. Yeah. Um, and he was in for Chef's Night Off last December and they did this uh, pop of a menu or what they the iteration that they were going for yeah but so really other than was it masa that we had downtown that was yep. supposed to be sort of mexican fine dining but mm-hmm. never really got there yeah they never really did so i i think this is the first iteration we're we're seeing on this scale but it's a adorable very warm and sort of like a like you're going into a little barrio
0: yeah yeah like a grotto too grotto, yeah I mean, that's that's the word yeah, i used the other day it's kind of like it's kind of like a little cave, but yeah. it's also very warm and open. Um, they have a huge, you know, grill situation. Mm-hmm. They have a Grill Works grill there that's going to be sending out all the good wood and smoke smells and mm-hmm. everything else. Um, they are so and it is going to be tasting menu. And that was interesting to me because I that's sort of a thing that most people I feel like are shying away from. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of interesting to think. That they're doing a tasting menu format, and they're opening right now. Kind, of, They're still kind of in soft open mode, and they have, I think, a four-course tasting menu that you can order. I and don't it's $45, if, right? It's for $45, four, which yeah. Which is I, very reasonable. Yeah, well, there's a huge thing of lamb. There's a gorgeous loin of lamb mm-hmm. on there that was just too luscious. And so, like, for me, that's already like a 20-plus plate, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, I, I don't know if they're doing any a la carte, or if it's just the four-course tasting menu, that's it. So everyone's getting the same four courses or... Well, and it sounded like they they might be expanding to eight courses later. Yeah, right? it did so. say eight courses later. But I don't know if they're doing any a la carte. At all. That's my mm, question is like, yeah. can you go in and get one plate? You know what I'm wondering? Like, can you go sit at the bar yeah. and get... If I could just get... You know, like that corn dish that we had, which was a corn <laughs> dish. Was yeah, really good.
1: killer. Uh, you know, I think this means we need to go back so we can I double know, check the, the situation.
0: Research, research must be done, and plus, they may not know. You know, there's a lot of you know movement in terms of like trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. and then also you know adjusting to the way things go. In fact, I do know that um, Maven, as we know our favorite mm-hmm. little deli in in Uptown Minneapolis. They've only been offering bagels until 2 2 p.m., but Mm -hmm. now they've expanded to 5 p.m. Oh, they have Mm because the demand was there. Yeah. So they have just started offering that. I'm going to throw this
1: out there because Laurel Elm told me that it might be something, and now I'm going to push. They were thinking about a gluten-free bagel. Oh, Right, I so you know. know, I don't know, kids.
0: If that's still in the works, <laughs> <You're>, you can <laughs> only let hope. me know. <laughs> you can only hope. I had talked to Laurel about having because they have some other stuff going on, but we were, uh, you know, maybe trying to get them on after the fair, talk about some of the fun things that they have going. Good on. idea. Yeah. I know. I oh, know. Um, you also have something about a St. Genevieve lunch that you went and ate there. So, yeah, I had a, a birthday
1: lunch with a friend there, and I just hadn't been in for lunch in a while. And Dustin Thompson is the uh, executive chef there. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit more about him later in the show. Right. And um, the lunch menu has changed quite a bit. And I had the most amazing cauliflower vichyssoise. Oh, God. vichyssoise. is Mo- is having a moment again. It is. And with the cauliflower in it, so vicious is usually a cold potato soup. Mm-hmm. And by adding the cauliflower, it just lightened it up. And so it didn't feel so heavy. And I don't know. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. And we had mussels and then we had this charred broccoli situation with um, bizarrely uh, chicken liver mousse, cherries and uh, peanuts. Oh, and it worked really well. Wow. I know. So anyway, if, it, if anybody uh, is needing it, a, a great lunch spot. Say huh. Genevieve.
0: Saint Genevieve. I like yeah. it. All right, you guys, we have a great show today. We're going to talk a lot about we're going to talk in the first half of the show about some restaurant stuff going on in town. Um and some trends and some interesting things going on. Uh and then we are lucky enough to be talking to the queen of all radio food shows. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Ms. Lynn Rosetta Casper is dialing in later to talk about Julia Child and uh, a cook-off kind of situation she's got going on at the market this weekend with you, Malls. Mm -hmm. And then we've just got some other fun stuff as we are kind of closing out summer, you guys, and heading into, of course, state fair season. But it's also harvest and there's tons of great stuff. So, (laughs) plenty of state fair to talk about. I know, I know. I'm kind of holding it back this week. I'm honest because we already teased it out a little bit. I'm just holding it back because it's basically there's a lot coming. So, (laughs) we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We're brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Molly Herman this morning. Good morning. As we are wrapping up the summer, you guys, it's a little freaky to me. I don't want to talk about it. I know, it is a little freaky. I you know what I did I put a post on the I put out the Facebook question of the day, which on the weekly dish home, you know, Facebook page, I asked, What's the one more thing you have to check off your summer bucket list before Labor Day? thinking people are like oh I gotta get up one more time to the north I gotta right. you know get to the farmer's market everyone's like Yeah, stay fair and they're like stay fair of course yeah the fair me too. the fair all the fairs <laughs> it, it will happen and everybody will get to check it off I know Plenty of I days it. to check it off I love it and I'm just like I'm seriously like holding back because I know how much I'm going to be talking about the fair in the next you've got a, you got a long slog here coming oh up. god and just as I will tell you that we are launching a podcast for for the fairs called podcast on a stick and you will be able to find it on <laughs> the app and it's gonna be kind of Hansen and I. It's not weekly dish, but it is Hanson and I and it is kind of a whole thing. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later at the end. Podcast on a stick. I know. Somebody named it. Uh so speaking of, see before we get to the fair, we still have some dining out to do. We do. Uh and there are uh, besides the fact that all of a sudden there's like a million restaurants just popping up right now. I feel like it's just sort of has been kind of crazy. Well, and not only that, but there's these
1: hot spots in the city, I think. Like so northeast where we were just talking about Papava. Yeah. The the very Did we ever figure out how to say John Whip please food truck name? Anamale. I'm going to say Anamale. <laughs> okay. Uh call in John. Yeah, yeah. schoolless please us, if you're, John. if you're
0: if you're listening. Um so that's opening just across down it's, the street. It's the Anamale's barbecue company and it's his brisket trailer and it's open yeah, yep. just down at Able Brewing. Yep. Yeah. So I think, you know, it f- feels like there's little pockets like that that
1: are opening up. Mm-hmm. And you went to Hyacinth recently, yes? I did, not we'll talk about that later. Okay. But Sorry.
0: there's, um, that's in my top two in our two is all I'm saying. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to tell everybody that. I know. Uh, but the thing is, is like, I think that there's also something that happens. Well, like, Milk Jam took over Dave's mm-hmm. popcorn. You went down there right when you got home from your trip. We did, and the line was so long that did we you know, didn't stay. That's what I heard. I heard that the line was there
1: all day. And it was the very first day and it's it's sort of in our hood it's literally right across the street from our friends kim and jim oh you're kidding yeah so i mean we'll we'll get over there plenty yeah um and that you know it was a long way.
0: yeah i sort of felt like i was just i i'll get there too i just it was hot dogs and ice cream and all that fun stuff i love it it's a great idea and it's only open wednesday through sunday right and that's where that's going to be interesting for me to get to the right times although but it opens at noon
1: does it open at noon? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was open at so 4 every day. So, lunch.
0: You can make lunch early afternoon. Oh. And it's got hot dogs. It's not just milk jam ice cream. It's got right. hot dogs. I've heard of. And kim- some fun hot dogs. Like not kimchi just, hot dogs. Yeah. Which I have been waiting for. I know that like Prairie Dog, you know, kind of had that thing mm-hmm. going on. But then I just, I feel like I was looking for a hot dog stand like that. Like something quick and I didn't, you know, to get like a grab a hot dog. I don't think I ever want to be at a hot dog restaurant. Does that sound weird? No, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's weirder for me to sit down at a restaurant. Like you and, want to stand there and eat hanging over the, well, the little Or like have a table, boat. like a pickup and go sit at a table. Yep. And they have some picnic tables there. Yeah, that's what I feel like. I don't feel like you sit down, you order, someone takes your order, and you order this mm-hmm. hot dog situation, and then what are your I mean, I don't know. That just feels, I guess because hot dogs are so summer, and that's what that feels like to me. You don't want to be inside eating it. Well, I just don't want it to be like a formal situation. I feel like it's weird. It's tube steak. That's fair.
1: <laughs> tube steak. Tube steak, baby. Tube steak. Yeah, but it's nice to see that old Dave's popcorn stand turned into something really was fun. That, fun. Was fun it for open or was it? It was. They they had sort of reduced hours and stuff, and every year they talked about not opening again. Yeah. Um. I actually don't remember if they were open last year. Hmm. But uh, anyway, hey, it's fun to see it for that neighborhood. And you know, Everett's one of our favorite meat Sausage. markets is yeah. right across the way. So
0: I wonder if Milk Jam will be open in the winter at this place? No, I think this is strictly a summer thing. Because
1: the building is really small and I don't think it's like insulated enough for the winter cooking.
0: Because, well, and plus that's just a hard get for people to get out of their cars to then walk up and to go get a hot dog. And ice cream. And ice cream. Outside. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess that is one on your bucket list of get it done before it's gone this year. Um, All right. So I wanted to talk about something that came that happened uh, in the Twin Cities this last week. One of the big pieces of news that came out was uh, from Food and Wine, and they launched a list. They created and published a list called the Forty Most Important Restaurants of the Past Forty Years, and it became quite this amazing. I mean, it's a it's a heck of a list. It's a huge. It really is. It's really thoughtful and everything else, and it has all these people on it. And of course, um, Spoon and Stable got named on the list. The guy just keeps getting awards thrown at him. I know. And I know he just won congratulations. Best... congratulations. I mean, congratulations. Yeah. And I Let's be clear. Love the restaurant. Yeah. Love, and I mean, we talk about it all the time. And we love Gavin. Super nice guy. Yeah, super nice guy. I think that they are... I think that they are deserving of lots of awards. I just... I'm a little bit weirded out by this, that this list of 40 restaurants in 40 years includes a place that's only been open for four years. I well, guess that's one of the things that's strange. Well, and, you know, to...
1: In all fairness, Gavin himself even said in the interview that he did uh, with Jana Shortle, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a surreal award because he's only been open for years. Yeah. So even he thinks it's a little bit like, oh, OK, I mean, you know, it's glad to have to get the your recognition and and happy to receive it. But he was a little taken aback by it, it seems like
0: it's. Yeah. So just to give you guys, I'm you know, we'll put the link up on the on the uh you know, Facebook page, but there's the places listed. If you haven't seen it already, Commander's Palace in New Orleans, right? I mean, that is one of those places that has sort of defined, you know, the Garden District, Paul Prudhomme, Emeril Lagasse, all that kind of thing. Um, Joe Stone Crab, my God! You know, mm-hmm. there's like so many of those. Like, there's there's so many places. Prince's Hot Chicken Stand. Ershack down in Nashville, you know the hot chicken trend, which of course has swept the nation, right? And everybody does it, and but Prince's is the first place. Uh, to places like Sylvia's in Harlem, which has been a landmark since 1962, mm-hmm. you know, for soul food. Spago, yeah, Che Panisse yeah. is the moment where I was like, "What is going on?" Like Che Panisse. You guys has changed the entire way that the country looks at food. The reason and that vegetables. we have it in California cuisine.: The reason we have a radio show technically, in my mind, is because Chea Panisse, because Alice Waters opened mm-hmm. Chez Panisse because she had that moment because people started thinking more about their food and talking right. more about their food because of Chez and Chez and Jeremiah Panisse. Tower. Yeah, you want to get technical yeah 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 absolutely who is here i mean we have you know the in a little washington you have zuni cafe which for me was a personal Mm -hmm. thing because san francisco eating is nothing without zuni cafe and i've been to san francisco you know many 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 times i lived there for a little tiny you know small chunk of a couple months and it was just you know the whole i mean spago for god's sakes that's wolfgang puck's place in la of course that just changed the idea of what how that was uh you know sort of pizza not just pizzas but just the way that qu- he took kind of that populist cuisine right and more like fusion right uh, he was one
1: of the first ones to have some some of those crazy pizzas and mm-hmm. you know what's this austrian dude Doing cooking
0: Korean chicken <laughs> Short, pizza. Austrian man. <laughs> Charlie Trotters in Chicago. I don't know if any of you guys, I mean, I feel like none of us really, I, I want to say like none of us got there, but it was, you know, up until 2012 when it closed, it was, it was like, it was the, it was an icon of well, modern and eating. the number
1: of chefs that came out of Charlie Trotters, I oh. mean, we have our own Michelle Geyer that came Graham uh, Elliot, from Graham Elliott, Grant
0: Ackett's, yep. Homaru Kantu I mean, all of them. And of course, Mr. Trotter passed away and that Mm -hmm. was just completely sad and horrible. Um, But restaurant, Daniel, French Laundry, of course, French Laundry, Thomas Keller's place. So, I mean, the thing is, even like 11 Madison Park and like number nine park, which is a Barbara Lynch spot in Mm -hmm. Boston, which I have been to and just adored. But I mean, these are all places that have sort of set. Blue Ginger was one that I was really happy to see there. Mm -hmm. Ming Sai's place in Boston. He's His show was one of the first on the Food Network. It was. His restaurant. It was was an excellent show. Yes. Does he still do anything on the Food Network? I don't know.
1: I haven't seen him in a while.
0: I know. He was one of the country's first celebrity chefs. I mean, he basically opened Blue Ginger in, you know, Massachusetts in 1998 and completely it was East Meets West on the Food Network. That was the first one from 1998 to 2003 and and Simply Ming, you know, that was the other one. Um, but it was just crazy because that's, I, he was one of the first chefs I watched on TV mm-hmm. and I knew about Blue Ginger because of that. So that to sure. me is an iconic moment. Shake Shack is on here and I love that because that is, even though there's a million other chefy Burger spots in the country, right. obviously they're doing it on a huge scale and obviously, you know, they're, that's sort of like... And I, replicatable in a way that, that is like,
1: you know, I'm going to compare them to McDonald's, but not because of the quality of the food, but that was the whole point of McDonald's, right? Was it was replicatable... Yeah. Wherever you went. And mm-hmm. they seem to be doing the same thing on a, higher, know, a higher level.
0: Higher quality stage. Blue Hill at Stone Barns, you know, Dan Barber is sort of known and, you know, for being really, really getting the farm to table mov- movement into mm-hmm. the, sort of the upper scales. Momofuku Noodle Bar, which of course was just huge. Crazy. So then, and then like, you know, Alinea, which is just psycho right? <laughs> in the way that the food is. It blew- blows everybody's minds. Yeah, and all this stuff. So then, you know, so the whole point of this list is that it's kind of it's amazing. And then, you know, we have uh thing... And then we come to... And then Spoon and Stable. I mean, like, there's others that are kind of new. Animal, out in L.A., which is open in, I think, 2009? Or uh, 2008. So that's 10 years ago. Um, and then there's, like, the Kogi trucks, Roy Choice stuff.
1: Um, those that, have
0: been around for a while, though. Yeah. Have those been 10 years old? The Kogi trucks? The co- is it Kogi or Koji? I never know. Kogi. Uh, hmm. 2010, I think, is when... I think he, eh, okay. So eight yeah. years. Yeah. Eight years. You know, there's Franklin barbecue, which is of course fresh, but is, and husk, but which still those iconic
1: are, restaurants for what they do
0: and have sort of changed their scene. And I think that that's why I that's, so then we come to, a, and then we'll come to kind of the end and there's a couple and food and, and you know, spoon and stable is listed there. And, and I'm just going to say, like yeah. I said, I really do love their everything, but what I don't like is the way that food and wine wrote it up. To be quite honest with you and the way that they said that their fantastic restaurant stands for the best of Minneapolis and Midwestern dining, which I'm I'm giving you yes on those ushering a new era for the city now a vibrant food destination. So as in my mind, what they're saying is until three years ago, we went to bed at 5 p.m. Well, and we know that
1: that's not the case, but we do know that Gavin brought a spotlight that wasn't here before. And so
0: don't you think that's in that way? In and of itself, it's self referential. They're saying because Because they they noticed noticed it it, that now we're (laughs) something. That to me is celebrating of the self of the media, not a spoon and stable. I'm not saying that about them. I'm saying that the 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 New New York media is congratulating themselves by giving this award. For noticing a restaurant. For noticing a state. (laughs) (laughs) For noticing that we actually eat food here. And I wondered if Andrew Zimmern was a little bit ticked off. I know he wasn't. I know he wasn't. But I wanted to know if like, deep inside, there was something about him that was like, I have been talking about this place for years. Right. And you're saying now, now there's a vibrancy? I'm pretty sure he's still happy about this because he's involved (laughs) with Food and Stable. He is but. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like that was the part of the Minnesota girl in me and the one who you is took umbrage. I took umbrage in that way, not for the okay. restaurant itself, right? But for the New York media, basically saying, oh, we start here. Let's go. Yeah, and now it's like, well, I don't know. We had three James Beard Award winners in the state <laughs> before already. that. In the city, in this tiny metro, three James Beard Award winners yeah. before this. And to be clear, congratulations Actually, to Spoon
1: and Stable because we're. Ha- I mean, we're happy for them. Yes. We're just a
0: little bit sh- shocked. I, I, it's more for me about food and wine media, yeah. and and I and I'm you know, it's more for me about that moment of. I know it. I mean, I get it. I'm a hometown girl, and I get very... Yep. I get a little provincial sometimes where I want to, like... I I kind of puff up, and I want to defend all the cooks. I want to... F- Doug Flicker and Pickle Bear. For God's sakes. You know, that place was national caliber. Anthony Bourdain said it's the most amazing restaurant he ever ate at. You know? Or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> he did. He did. You know, all of those places. La Belle Vie, and, and just... I don't know. I just like, I think about brassa and I think about that type of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have found Bra- brassa in other cities in the country. You know what I mean? That were that were a Northern descent. I don't know. I, I had that moment and I'm okay with it. And I just wanted to market, <laughs> to get it out. I needed to get it out and I have a radio show. So that's why I get to do that. <laughs> she has a microphone. And she i have knows a microphone. how to use it. I'm going to use it. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about some restaurant trends and see if you think that they are applying to the Minneapolis restaurant scene. We'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. We are in the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Already? I know. My goodness, that's fast. It's fast. 651-641-1071. Go ahead and post a, uh, a little question to the old Twitters if you want to, at Steph March, or send us a little note on the Facebook. I will say, you guys are all just excited about the fair <laughs> for the <laughs> Weekly Dish as far as the home stretch, homies. What's one more thing you want to check off on your summit Summer bucket list before Labor Day um, on the Facebook question. And we, uh, it's just, although Jan says she's like for a pizza farm. So she's going to get that done. And I mean, you know, there's a couple, Mary did say fall farmers markets, which I agree. Yep. There's a lot of great stuff coming. Um, Maggie says the fair, but also she still has to try sea salt eatery. So, oh, you know, what? I have, I, live I have not within, been to sea salt.
1: I live within walking distance and I have not been yet. Yeah. This summer.
0: Do you know what? I have not been to, well, I guess I have been in the very beginning of the summer when I was still working on the Lake Minnetonka Burger Mm Crawl. It was, uh, I had not, I haven't been to the Caribbean, which is my favorite lakeside burger place out in, you know, Tonka Bay. And I was just realizing it, Jake and I were kind of going down some of the things that we have not accomplished this summer Got another week. Does he start before or after Labor Day? After. School? Okay. Yeah. Is Minneapolis schools, are they starting before? AJ
1: starts the 27th. Wow. So this next week is his last Wow. week of summer.
0: So is he doing, are you doing anything to like, you know, like pop it up? We, uh, we've been trying to hit some of the lakes to do
1: kayaking and ice cream. And oh, yeah. we had a, a drought here where we haven't been able to do it. So we're going to do some of that this week. Yeah. You guys
0: were doing a big round of that. Yeah. Yeah, we have not played. The one other thing that we have not done is we are normal, huge disc golfers. Yes. We have not played a single hole. We have not tossed a single disc outside of the know, one that's in our backyard.
1: Have you guys ever done the course over by Minnehaha Falls? Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a great one. But that might be a good one to do sea salt and then do that yeah. one. That's at
1: Wabin Park. Wabin area. Yeah, and, and it's like right, you, you can cross Ford Parkway and see it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one. I, th- I forgot about that. Oh, let's make that. a date next week. Yeah. To go toss some disc. Well, yeah. next week's a little tough. some fish. We, oh, can, well, do start, we can do it before Thursday. We can do it before Thursday. I basically have three days of summer left, you guys. <laughs> I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four, and Sunday. So that's it. And then we're over it. Yep. I know. It's kind of weird. That's okay. We'll figure out. We'll figure out a date. I know. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I know. I And I love it, and I love it. And, you know, the big thing for me is that it's not like we're going into hibernation after Labor Day because, Lord knows, fall... Weekends are absolutely spectacular. Well, and yes, we do fall really well here. We do. We do. It's one of our best things. 651 641 1071. If you guys have any comments or questions or recommendations, things you want to know, things you want to see, um, there's, by the way, the Food Truck Festival. If you're looking for uh, food trucks, to kind of if that's on your bucket list maybe getting into some food trucks trying some new food the saint paul food truck festival is today um from 11 to 9 it starts at 11 till 9 p.m there you go where's oh, it at is it like Mears park right Mears park, park. yep Mears park. yep 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 Mears park um which is just i was parking over there the other day mm-hmm. and it's just a zoo <laughs> when the, the sailor there it's a oh. zoo. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a little zoo. Hey, I got a little preview of Birch's in Lower Town. Oh, fun. Which going is going to be... Going into that Market House Collaborative. Yes. So Octo Fish Bar, Salty Tart, Almanac, all of those cats. Fish Company. Yeah. Th- I think this is going to be a really smart addition. Birch's mm-hmm. Lower Town is going to be a brew pub, basically. Oh, so they're going to have food. They're going to have food that's coming out of the Octo Kitchen. Oh. And let me tell you something. Here's a little tip. I'm going to give you guys some hot, hot intel right now. If you go over there today during the farmer's market, they are selling Birch's double cheeseburgers as like a sample. At, you know, they're, they're selling them. But I mean, a it's kind of preview. like a preview of a teaser the, of the Birch's double cheeseburger that is made, of course, with Peterson craft meats. Yes, it is a frickin awesome double cheese. So when is this brew pub opening? I believe in September. Let's just call okay. it. It's it's a little bit closer. It was going to be this week, and then it's going to be so first September ish. Yeah, maybe maybe middle of September. Okay, let's call it middle. But um, yeah. So that's kind of the way that that goes, middle to end. Um, but they're brewing their own beer, and they're doing all sorts of fun stuff. And I think it's going to be um, interesting. It's fun to see that space filling out because it's such a huge,
1: you know chunk of real estate there
0: yeah that you like you want to see it busy all the time. Right. Right. I mean you're kind of hoping that mm-hmm. that there's something that I don't know. I really like that area with like the farmer's market and everything else. Mm-hmm. I just hope it keeps blossoming.
1: And I hope that winter does well by them because you know once the Saints aren't playing and the farmers market isn't there, uh, you know, how does that work? I, I know, know that they actually have winter's farmers markets that they have planned though. They do inside. and they actually
0: do those in the market house. Yep. So that's kind of awesome. We have I guess we have a caller. We have Josie on the line. Hey Josie, what's up?
1: So I have a question for, um, to pick your guys' brain. Okay. I've got a husband who's turning 50, and we are planning to do something. And we would like to invite about 50 friends. I'm trying to decide whether I want 50 friends in my house to do, like, naps and cocktails. (laughs) Or if we should be meeting somewhere. But here's the catch is that our budget is kind of limited.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. What do you, I mean, I'm looking at catering, and that looks kind of steep. Um, when you just do apps and cocktails, I mean, that can really add up. I don't know if we should do something like, at one time you guys talked about create catering at a place you can go to. Yes. I don't know if that's something that we could do. What when, are your thoughts?
0: When, also, when, when is, is it? This? Yeah.
1: Um, it'd probably be in the next couple months. Okay. I mean, we're kind of flexible with the date, but we'd want it on a weekend. Okay. And so I guess, the, you know, weather dependent, whether you could have it outside or not, um, obviously. No, it would not. I, I just can't. I don't think I can handle the stress of wondering if it's going to work or not. <laughs> Honey, I understand. We God, have a Memorial yes. Day party every year and the, the number of weather apps we look at just to yeah. make that happen. Um, yeah. So uh, shameless plug, but you know, we do a lot of things at Kitchen in the Market where there's like some light interactive cooking things and um, like rotations or something really fun to get everybody involved um, and you don't have to really plan anything.
0: And then there's, if you want to stay on the line, we'll talk, we'll, uh, we'll get you some more information. Yeah, we're running out of time, Jesse. but hold on. We'll be right back, everybody.